All right, Heather. A through Z. Let's go with R. 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 Why the fuck did you pick R? I thought it would be an easier letter to find something for. Nah, you should have picked S. Choose S. S. That's better. (laughs) So the TV show Better Call Saul has been nominated 50 plus times for Emmys. And it never has and never will win one because it's over now. It's never won anything? Never won one. Mm-mm. Wow, that's surprising. Not especially, even Bob Odenkirk? Especially with being nominated 50 plus times. 50 times. And not winning a damn time. It's, that's like the ultimate snub. Well, it, it's right up there with, ah, see, now I just thought of an S one. Uh, it's always... No, I'm sorry. An S one, not an R one. See, you chose S. See, S was a better one because I thought of another S one. Uh, it's right up there with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that has been a show for 16 years. Already? Really? And it's never even been nominated wow. for like best TV comedy or anything until I think recently. I think it got nominated this year, I think, for the first time. Hmm. But like, yeah, never even was getting nominated. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing they did in the Emmys is they like had this like little skit where they came on to present an award and they were just like making fun of the fact that they've been on for 16 years and that's the first time they've ever been at the Emmys. Wow. And then what's his name? Uh, Rob, uh, whatever. Uh, He won one for... That Welcome to Wrexham or whatever, you know, documentary TV show thing. He won one for that. But yeah, never for, Hmm. never even nominated for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Interesting. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've watched some episodes of that. I don't think it's bad or anything. I'm just never really invested in it. But like, it's an incredibly popular comedic TV show. Yeah. And it's just never even been nominated for like the best comedic series. You know what I mean? Like that's just seems crazy. Yeah. It's weird. Especially if you're popular enough to be on the fucking air for 16 fucking years. Right. It's crazy. Um, in other news, uh, is it is official as of today. Uh, Justin's favorite football coach, Mike McCarthy, is still going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Who didn't see that coming? Which people are, you know, they pretend they're surprised, especially after Dallas had what is just considered a, you know, normal collapse in the playoff football. Oh, that was that was bad. It felt worse. <laughs> it oh, sure felt worse. An interesting statistic. 
the Green Bay Packers have won more playoff games at the Dallas Cowboys stadium than the Dallas Cowboys have. Really? Yeah, if you count the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they've won three playoff games there. It might be the Super Bowl also. But either yeah, way. If you, I think if you count the Super Bowl, that's accurate. All right. Let's count it. Because either way, it's still, they've won just as many does not sound that much better. <laughs> how, how, yeah. how did that make you feel, Jess? Not a, not a great, not a ringing endorsement on the more modern Dallas Cowboy teams. Now, of course, the, you know, we changed stadiums and built another one. And obviously, you know, yeah, but you this one's Jerry's throughout world. the history. That's not true. But yeah, but this when is you go Jerry's to Jerry's world, world, it's, you know, Jerry's so, yeah. world. I mean, this not is the, his world, Jess, and, and he sucks at it. He sucks at having <laughs> a world. Man. Also interesting t- statistic. Well, in the playoffs. And, well, when you look at the playoffs, yes, he sucks at it. Yeah. You look at revenue and all that kind of stuff. No, not really failing. But, yes, when it comes to the playoff history, yes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it was mainly built for, was for the football stuff. Don't get me wrong. He makes all the money in the world off everything else, and he's fine with that. But he wanted it to be like a a monument to his football genius and winning ways. And I mean, the sad thing is, is like, you know, people are weirdly taking the Cowboys for granted now. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, you went 12 games in the regular season. Doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, you'll put together great seasons. Who cares? Yeah. And that's what they've been talking about is just that that's sort of what the fans have been saying. And how are you going to get the fan base to invest and buy in back in again when they just seem to put together these good seasons, but can't win in the playoffs. But that's not a problem unique to Dallas. I mean, there's a lot of teams that get to the playoffs and don't win. I mean, it, it's incredibly hard. I think it also goes has to be said that it is incredibly hard to win the Super Bowl. Like, we watched the Patriots dynasty, dynasty, and I think people think it's easy because of how many times Tom Brady did it. But the truth is, it's one game. It's not a tournament. It's just one game. You lose one game. You are you. You could be better than that team any other night. But if you're not better that night, you don't advance. It's one game. It's that simple sometimes. So it's just, and then teams get hot and teams collapse and, or like Dallas, Dallas was like super healthy going into the game. They had all their players. They had, they they, they had record breaking numbers. The quarterback was playing the best football he's played in years and still got beat, but that is football. You know, that's how it works, you know? So it's not as easy as people make it sound, but you know, you wish the season would have been better and and the fans will be right back hoping that they win next year because that's what we are. We're fans. We're fanatics. I was about to say, you need to finish that word and cheer for our teams. And that's just the way it is. But 
it, it, it sucks. I don't even have words for how how poorly they played. I have I can't even explain it. Like I really can't. I think I mean I it's, think in the group message I think you explained it best. You were really sad, and somebody needed to buy you a PS Five to make you feel better. <laughs> yes, with, with Tekken Eight bundled in, that's the only way to cure my pure depression of what happened. But after, but but you know, you heal up in a few days. After a few days of just realizing, I would never understand how they did that, how they lost to the youngest team in the NFL, never been there before, just a bunch of wet-behind-the-ears guys who haven't been there before and still got drugged like that. Like, that's the thing. It wasn't that they lost. It's how. If it had been this competitive game and they beat us by a field goal, okay, yeah, we lost, blah, 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 the history, but at least we were competitive. This was not competitive. Like they made the Green Bay Packers look like they were the, what was that? What, what was that Patriots team that didn't lose a game and they went all the way to the Super Bowl before they lost the 2016 Patriots or whatever? No. They made them look like that. They made them look like no, it was Randy. Ma- was it, twi- was it 2007? Wasn't it? Oh, my yeah. bad. Seven. My bad. 16. Hey, I, I like made them hella recent, but yeah, 2007 when they had Randy Moss and all of them out there, that's what we made them look like. So I don't know. I don't understand it. There's not a, there wasn't a number, a statistic or anything to explain why they played so bad. Yeah. To be that clear, it, it was the 2007 Patriots. Um Okay. But also, I think the funniest thing about it is, is it was a 16-point game in the end. It wasn't that close. Like, let's be no. real. There was a garbage-time touchdown that made it that close. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was it a, was, it's a 23-point win is what it was. You yeah. got a garbage touchdown that didn't matter. Just, you know, whatevs. Yep. But, I mean, it was fun to watch, though. I mean, my yeah. For a lot of people, yes. My for team, a lot of people, yes. My team got eliminated from playoff contention weeks before the season ended, so I have to find the small amounts of joy I can. And that was one of them, because <laughs> it just started so bad. They just that 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 first twenty points that the the Packers scored just. It literally, legitimately looked. I was like, "Is this going to be like an eighty to zero game?" Like, are they going to bring back NFL Follies just to have this tape with, like, those weird sound effects from America's Home Videos? Just this whole game, just like, you know, with weird little music and like, whoop. And somebody just doing weird, silly voices over it. I was hoping for that. Shoot, it almost got to that point. But interestingly enough, though, out of all of the playoff games, there was only one that was really competitive. You know, that there was only one real competitive game, and that was Detroit and the Rams. That game, that lived up to the, to the hype. But all of the games were one-sided. And that's what I mean by that's football, man. Like, it, it just, 
sometimes it just defies logic. Like what happens in some of these games, like the Browns and the Texans. How was that so lopsided with the number one defense? Like you just, sometimes you just can't explain these things. Just. Well, it was that and like, and just for some, you know, like, you know, behind the scenes type of conversation a little bit here. Uh, there's a running joke amongst Jack's, Justin and me and a, a group of friends. When it comes to one Joe Flacco, we call him Gilgamesh. Yep. And if you ever played Final Fantasy VIII, Gilgamesh, when he would come in, he'd either do just devastating attacks on one person, devastating attacks on the entire opposing enemies, or he'd come in and do just a whole lot of nothing. Just come in with one point damage, just wasting your damn time. And that's what Joe Flacco is. Joe Flacco is Gilgamesh. He'll come out and, I mean, he comes out, he'll be a world beater. He'll come out just looking like a solid quarterback. He'll come out looking like the worst quarterback to ever exist. And you never yeah. know which Joe Flacco you're going to get. Exactly. And the Joe Flacco we had towards the end of the season was was that world beater Joe Flacco. It was that good, mm-hmm. competent quarterback Joe Flacco. And the times that Joe Flacco Gilgameshed, he rarely did it in the playoffs. Yeah. He was always at least competent in the playoffs. But man, oh man, he got overloaded by Gilgamesh and the Browns. Just being the Browns. And came out just doing nothing right. But I'll give him credit. That did not stop that man from throwing the ball, though. Oh, he kept throwing. He threw a lot of them to Texans. Yeah, he did. Well, he did not stop throwing. He's, you know, it's that whole thing where it's like, you know, you'll see that in like a samurai movie or something where some fucking terrible white character that happens to be in the samurai movies like you live by the sword or you die by the sword and it's always like some stupid thing like that that of course they give that line to that fucking dumb white character that's sitting there and he was doing that too he's like man you live by the past you die by the past i'm just gonna keep throwing oh that's all he did it was great it's fantastic uh anyway enough football talk back back to movies real quick uh Godzilla minus one's getting a black and white release. Oh, that's tight. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. In the spirit of the old G. So that's a nice one. I think that's all I got, really. The Emmys were just kind of the Emmys. I mean... Yeah, I wasn't here for last week's conversation, but I'm still glad about Lily Gladstone. I just have to say it. It's a lovely thing. Yep. You love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It's still Golden Globe, though, so I don't feel that great for her. If she gets that Oscar... Which, I mean, still I'll, wouldn't really matter much. I'll feel much mildly people, better but. for her. Because she deserves <laughs> just it. Just a little. But it's whether yeah. or not they do the right thing. And that's why I just also don't care when they do it. So Right. But. 
guys ready to talk about this here? Music hell. Yes. Cinema Slayers. Hey, Cine fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by both Heather and Justin. And tonight we are going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the newest reboot of reboots. But in a musical form, we're going to be talking about 2024's Mean Girls. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description to allow you to jump around in both audio and video formats if you so require. And with all that, I mean, I guess we have to start with our resident Mean Girl, Justin. What are your spoiler-free thoughts about this here Mean Girls? He calls me that, but that was totally a mean girl move that he just pulled, which is the irony of that. How, but, wait, 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 wait. Um, How is that a mean girl move? <laughs> you did it. It was you, you sort of reeled everybody in and made it seem like it was going to be heaven. Then, ha, this was my real plan. That was totally a Regina move. No, that's just that, a bait. That's a, that's a classic. That was totally bait and something Regina would do. That's just a classic bait and switch. She was the queen of it, though. Nah, that's, that's what she that's would do all like, the time. That's like ancient Greek shit. That's like what Zeus would be doing. He's like, ah, oh, you think you're fucking your husband? Nah, it's Zeus. <laughs> or like, ah, oh, you think you're fucking a goose? Nah, it's Zeus. You know, it's, it's that Greek shit. Gotcha. Well, regardless of where she got it from, I'm still right. It was a mean girl move. Anyways. Um... I think that overall, I, being a fan of the original uh, Mean Girls movie, which was 20 years ago, that's crazy, 2004, 2024, man, I, I didn't realize that movie is 20 years old, like, that, that's crazy, but being a fan of that original movie, and coming into this with it being a musical and I haven't seen the actual musical on Broadway. So I don't know how close this is to that. Or I mean, I imagine all the songs are just pulled directly from that. So, you know, I, I imagine a lot of what you see there is what you see here. Um, But I can say that as a fan of the original film overall, I like this film. I thought this film was Solid. I think it's a good film. I think it's, you know, I think that's the best I can say about it is that I think it's pretty solid. Um, and, and it's, I guess you could say a solid musical. Some songs hit, I thought some didn't. Um, some of the performances, I, I really liked them. And some, 
I, I, I thought were in some ways an improvement over some of the people that we got in the original, some, maybe not any of the major, major characters, but some performances I thought were better. They update some things in this uh, to, to give it more of a modern feel. You know, there's, I don't think this is spoiling anything, you know, like there's social media in this that wasn't in the film 20 years ago. There are some uh, problematic characters, or I guess you could say characters from the original film that would be problematic now. (laughs) And they, you know, they made some changes. They took some, they did some omissions. They updated some things to give this more of a modern feel. So some of that stuff was fine. I understood why they did what they did. It made sense. Some of the changes that Tina Fey made because Tina Fey wrote the original script and she also wrote this one. So, but so I get what Tina was doing with some of that stuff. Uh, I just think that overall, um, the original script, in my opinion, is really sharp. Like, it, it was just so superbly written. And I always felt like Tina Fey really outdid herself with the writing of that script. Like, it's got some great one-liners. It was very quotable. It it had, and then the cast was wonderful, too. Like Lindsay Lohan, and that was at the time when, you know, like Lindsay Lohan was all the rage and it seemed like she was really like going to be this, this movie was one of those movies where you looked at it and you were like, okay, she's going to be like the next big star. Now that didn't, things didn't quite go that way. Um, that, that I thought that they were going to go with her career and everything, but that's neither here or there at the time though. And when this came out, I really, people really thought, Oh man, she's going to be the next big thing. And a lot of it was this role. Rachel McAdams was also great as Regina. Like, you know, some of those roles in that original film are iconic now. And and the film is just kind of considered one of those cult classic or maybe it is just a classic film at this point. This movie isn't different enough of a story to really execute story-wise anything better than that original movie. The songs and the pace that it moves at, it's very energetic. It's very colorful. You can do some things in a musical that visually that you can't do like in that original film, which was more comedy drama type stuff. So I do feel that in the pacing, it feels like it's moving very fast because all these ideas are coming at you and people are breaking out in the song and you're seeing all these nice visual things and dances and choreography and stuff. And musicals tend to move well because you're always seeing something interesting in most of them, the, the ones that are good anyway, <laughs> the ones that are halfway decent anyway. Um, not in Cats, but anyway, I digress. 
Because I, I mean, know that's what y'all were thinking about. There's a lot of shit going on at Cats, man, though. Lots yeah, of shit's going ain't on, Ain't none man. of it good. Ain't none of it good. Jellico Cats, though. Yeah. And yeah, I boy, mean, that old... It, it, it goes and it goes and it goes and and, and it goes. Yeah, that, that just breaks every rule of a musical. Like, how in the world were you a draining musical? That's not supposed to happen. Like a musical supposed to be energetic. Like, how did they even do that? Anyway, back to this movie. I don't want to start talking about cats because that will, we, we, we'll spend an hour talking about that. But for the most part, this, and that's why I think I can say at, le- at the very least, this is a solid film. It's energetic. It's still got a lot of the fun of the original script. It's still the same story, and that story is a good story. It's it's a good story. So no matter how you dress it up, you add music to it, you add new characters, that story of Mean Girls is still a very good coming-of-age story about this girl and her discovering herself in high school. It's a good story almost no matter what you do with it. That's how good the the, the script is. But I just think overall, this doesn't match the original um, in quality, you know, and, and, and sometimes the music, because of what, a, by nature of what a musical is, I think sometimes hurt the story because then we couldn't really do the deep dives and the character development that we could in the original, because we weren't singing, we just had time to kind of delve into these characters. This, you don't get as much time because characters are like singing and they're expressing themselves that way. But then when the singing stops and we're just doing dialogue and character development, I think this lacks in some of those parts. Some characters, I like them better when they were singing not as much when they weren't singing. And I think that that is kind of by nature of what this is. Turning this into a musical made you have to change certain character dynamics. And I think the script suffers because of that. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is there were just two, some changes that I just really didn't like, you know, some I understood some, I was like, okay, some, I was like, that's a good change. And then some had me scratching my head like, why did we change that? You could have just left that the same. Like, why did we need to do something different on that part? So some even had me like that. But overall, it's still Mean Girls. It's still pretty much the same story. You just got different faces and you've got some songs in between things that are happening. And I think if you enjoyed the original movie, it's hard to see you not at least appreciating this in some way because you're watching a lot of the same events. So, and that's where I stand with it. So in the end, does it justify being turned into a musical? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, if the argument is you have to be better, it has to be better than the original. If you turn it into a musical, then no, it is not better. So it doesn't win that argument. But eh, it was fun. It, it, it was it was a nice little fun romp. It was a nice trip. 
down memory lane a little bit. It was nice to see some old faces, some cameos that are in this. So that was nice. And, uh, you know, overall, I didn't have a bad time. I had a solid time at the movies, and I can at least say that. Heather, what about you? Also, I want to preface this by saying that I think this might have been the most irritated that I've been at a movie theater in a while because my audience was something special in this one. Oh, God. <laughs> I can like imagine. Yeah, I mean, the fact, for one, that, of course, it's mostly a bunch of teenage girls, but, I mean, I'm talking like... I don't know the scene when like they first show the, the main guy love interest in this, the division of the girls when he shows up, half of them are screaming and like, Oh my gosh, I love him. He's so hot. And the other half screaming at them that he's ugly. Like it was weird. <laughs> like I don't understand what happened. It was very I strange. got that too though. You like, did? That's yeah. so strange that that the same thing happened in my theater. Really? There were some women that were like, oh man, look at him. And then there were some that were like, he ain't all that. That's so funny that I got the <laughs> same kind of reaction. I overheard a similar reaction. That's so to him. funny. That's hilarious. So weirdly enough, were the teenage girls in my screening just normal-ish people? Because like they talked the whole goddamn time. But I didn't hear a debate over the hotness of the lead male character. <laughs> yeah, for once, you got the less strange audience situation. I feel like that doesn't normally happen for you. But yeah, like, it was weird. And I was just like, it's not that serious either way. Like, I, I'm pretty indifferent about the dude as it is. But like, I <laughs> just the actual passion in these young girls and I'm like what's going on here like it almost felt like an Edward versus Jacob situation or something and I'm like why there's no need for it I don't understand he's the only lead in this like let's calm down everybody but yeah it was just funny and then it was just more of like moments when they're telling jokes and they're supposed to be laughing and people that are doing like fake laughing like very obvious fake laughing very loudly and annoyingly and like just to like mock people who think it's funny almost and I'm like who are these kids and why like what what is going on this is the weirdest thing it wasn't adults it wasn't adults doing it it was definitely kids I'm like I don't get it like I'm not saying this is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life but just don't laugh if it's not funny like, you don't have to sit there and mock people who might enjoy this movie. They spent the money on this movie. Like, calm down, everybody. Very odd situation. But aside from that, I will say, I mean, yeah, it's really hard when you are a fan of the original Mean Girls because I feel like you're just the, the automatic comparison that you're going to make between that movie and this musical is it's just... You know, it's just going to happen. It's inevitable. And I had I had seen the original fairly recently before this one came out and I saw this one. So it was pretty fresh on the mind. And it unfortunately, that just didn't help my case for this movie, because I do appreciate a lot of changes they did make. 
I feel like updating it, making more appropriate jokes, taking out jokes that would not really be appropriate to do nowadays. You know, I appreciate those updates. Some of them they left in that I don't really, you know, care for. I guess it doesn't matter either way, but you know, there was, there was that, that I did appreciate. I appreciated the diversity of casting in this one. Um, you know what I mean? And I appreciated the fact that not all of the females that you're supposed to be super into in this movie are just like stick thin, you know, women. And I just appreciated that as well. And yeah, I, I think, um, there were some changes that were good about it. I do think there are some performances in this one that I enjoyed more than the original, but for the most part, that's not the case. For the most part, I liked a lot of the original people better. Um, I think a, a big thing for me, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, just a different thing, is the Regina George in this movie is a very different Regina George than in the original movie, in my opinion. And it's not bad. It's just different. It's just a very different take and version of Regina than I was used to. You know what I mean? And there were things about it that I thought worked well with the change, but there are some things about it that I was like, you know, I just feel like the type of character that the original one works better with this situation, you know? So it, it was very hit or miss, but it has nothing to do with the performance. I think Renee Rapp was fantastic as Regina. I think she was great. Um, you know, I just think, and, and everybody's voices were, were fantastic. Everybody had a great singing voice. Um, we got Moana herself in this movie and she was amazing. I think she actually stole the show. She for fucking the most part. killed it. Yeah, she was great. She was, for me, she was actually the best thing about the movie. Yeah. Um, I thought she was the best character. I thought she had the best songs. She had probably the best voice. Like everything about her was my favorite in this movie. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, I think that she's the one who I actually think was my, I think the, what is her name? Janice in the movie. I liked this Janice better than the original Janice. And I, I liked the original Janice. I think she was great. I just like what they did with who Janice is in this one better. I think she had a lot more character development in this one. And I liked that. But on the flip side of that, I feel like almost everybody else had less character development in this movie. Um, because I, I just feel like a big problem I have with this one is, yeah, there it's the musical. So you have to give time for the musical numbers and stuff like that. But I feel like it made the character development of our main characters suffer. I feel like you don't get that character development. You don't get to see that change and that transition between these characters from who they are to who they're supposed to be very well. And I think that really is a, a missed opportunity and a negative of the film because those subtle transitions that you see with these characters in that original is like so good, you know? And I think that might speak a little bit to what you're talking about with like the writing choices that they make of how they progress these characters and you don't get that in this movie. So it just kind of feels like you see the character this way. And then just in the next scene, they are this other way. And that's just not preferred for me with a story like this. Like it's the intrigue and the fun of seeing them switch the type of people that they are. And that's, what's fun about the first one. And then, you know, to, to it being just, 
oh, it's just, well, we just know that this is what's supposed to happen. So we're just going to do a scene where they're now this. And I wasn't a fan of that. So I think that's probably my biggest problem with the movie is the fact that you don't really see that change. And that's the, that's, I feel like one of the most important parts about the movie is you see, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, Katie, you know, you see Katie becoming this different person and slowly transitioning into this person that she's trying not to be and trying to make fun of and get revenge on and she's becoming her. And it's just the really fun part of seeing her become that character and you're not seeing that here. So yeah, that was unfortunate. And I feel like, um, you know, like the dynamics are fine. I do think the dynamic between Damien and Janice and this one I like better. I think it was more fun. And I kind of like the fact that this isn't really a spoiler. They're kind of the narrators, I guess, in a way of the story. Um, and I, I liked their dynamic. I thought they worked well together. As far as I know, the guy who plays Damien, I don't I think this is the first thing he's ever done, at least in movie movie world movies yes i think he's won a tony though oh that makes Broadway. sense because his voice i is think he's amazing. won a tony he's at least been nominated for a tony really yeah. okay that makes sense yeah. his voice is incredible i get it yeah he was but, good yeah but as far as being in a movie he, this is the first thing i think he's been in and he was really good you know he did a really good job with it um but yeah, I, I also feel like the other big problem I have with this movie is the fact that the, I don't know, I feel like the the line delivery, just because a lot of the dialogue from this is the same as the original, it fell flat. Like it felt like there wasn't as much heart behind this version of the movie as there was in the original. Like you even think about Tina Fey and her character is basically the exact same character in this. And the things that she says in that, first movie and the way that she delivers the, the jokes or the funny parts or even just the silly parts. Um, it's just done with a lot more like you, you just feel like there's a lot more heart behind it. And in this one, it just, it feels like, Oh, I'm just saying this because it's in the script to say it. I feel like that happens a lot in this movie. And I don't know if that's more of a me problem because like, I'm just comparing how they're saying their lines between the two. Um, or if it's really just, Maybe you guys could speak to that too, but like, or if it's just a problem of the way they're saying these lines just didn't hit the same, you know, it just didn't hit like they, you know, but and maybe if I hadn't seen the original and I was only seeing this movie and it's the first exposure I've had to this movie, maybe I'd feel differently, but I just feel like a lot of it, the dialogue fell flat because you don't feel like there was anything behind what they were saying. So that was my other big problem with this film. But yeah, I mean, the songs are catchy. I do think some of the characters are done well. Um, it's okay. I mean, the story in general is a, it's a cute and fun enough story to keep you invested still. But I just think it's a, it just had some challenges that it was, that it had against it just based off of, you know, when, and also, I mean, it was the movie. It was based off of a book first, right? Is that correct? Yeah. So it was based off of a book. So it was a book that got made into a movie that got made into a stage musical that got then readapted into a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that that suffered because I think the translation of it being like the stage Broadway musical part 
into like the movie musical thing, I feel like there was some kind of um, miss there or things that didn't translate as well when they did that. Because, I mean, it was a pretty successful Broadway musical as far as I could tell. But I just feel like it didn't translate as well into the movie version of it. So that there was just that challenge that it had. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think some of the acting performances are pretty good. Um, Some of them, I do think maybe they tried a little too hard. I feel like the characters that they focus on to give them a little bit more backstory it was a fine choice, but also weird compared to the fact that the main characters don't get as much backstory as they should. So it was just kind of like weirdly, I guess, put together and not as clean in how they did it as it was in the first movie. But it was fine. Overall, it was it was an okay movie still. Not going to be my preferred one of the two, but it's fine. Unlike the both of you guys, I don't really hold the first Mean Girls to any sort of reverence or anything like that. It was a fine movie. I also haven't seen it in probably 15 years. I did not rewatch it for this because I didn't care. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I don't like it enough to justify wanting to see essentially the same movie twice within the span of a few days. So uh, going into this, I'm way less familiar. I know the broad strokes. I remember the broad strokes that was a Mean Girls. But, you know, anything that was a specific might have been somewhat lost on me. Uh, uh, What's her name? Uh, Aulili. Aulii. Like Heather mentioned, fantastic. Like, hands down, to me, the, like, the, the the movie stealer of this movie. Yeah, 100%. Acting, vocal-wise, everything. I think her voice especially translates incredibly well into a musical like this. And, you know, the sound editors or sound engineer, whichever position did it, apparently did not hate her. So, you know, they mixed her voice very well. Uh, Renee Rapp has an amazing voice. The sound engineer hated her. Her vocals were mixed horrendously low into the orchestration of the songs. I I could not hear about 75% of the words she sang. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh, the 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 girl that played Katie. Um, Angori Rice. Yes, Angori Rice. Betty from the Spider-Man movies. Um, uh, her voice is you know, borderline. As good as you can be whilst being in like a musical type of way, insanely mediocre. Her voice and her, her character had no energy to me 
whatsoever. Almost every time she sang, it drug it down. Her And also, once again, she also pissed off the sound engineer a little bit because I maybe understood about 40% of the words she's, she sang. That entire first song when she's in Africa, I, I, I knew it was a song. I, I don't know a single fucking word she said in that entire fucking song. I did not sing. I did not understand a single word she sang until she sang that one that like, I'm stupid in love or whatever the fuck that that song was. But that was also such an unremarkable song. I don't fucking remember what it was. Was it stupid in love? Was that it? Or maybe I remember more than I thought. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was like, or yeah, stupid in love, but good at math. One yeah. of those, something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 But it and, and the crazy thing is, too, is the orchestrations in this are wildly different than they are in the play. Uh, and thank you, TikTok, for this, because apparently all of the fans that love the musical on Broadway hate this movie. And they've got no problem going into a nine minute diatribe as to why the songs in this version suck compared to the Broadway version, whilst also providing receipts. Like, you little snippets of this, snippets of that. Dude, these songs are wildly different. Like, slow down, like, uh, lowering the key of the songs and stuff like that. Like, way less energy. Now, I understand that, like, a Broadway musical especially, when it comes to something like this, is going to have a way more upbeat time with it. But even that Crazy in Love song is a wildly different song. Like, she's all super horny in the Broadway musical. Because she's all like, I'm in Calculus and like moaning while she sings that. And then in this, it's all, I'm in Calculus. I guess. Wild. Um, but it's one of those things, I, I don't know what it is about these more modern musicals where they have this weird habit of they want to mix these songs like it's a pop song. Musicals aren't pop songs. You can't mix them like a pop song. You can't mix this shit like it's a fucking Billie Eilish song that I'm going to hear seven times on the radio every day. I'm going to learn the lyrics just for the sheer fact that I'm going to hear it so fucking much. I'm not even meaning that as like a hit on Billie Eilish or anything like that. I'm just saying like, that's why why pop songs, why you can get weird with how you mix vocals in those. Because they're going to get played. They're going to get listened to over and over again. You can't have that shit in your movie where the song is a part of the plot. And I can't understand the fucking words you were singing. Because you go, ah, do we need to have the vocals maybe a smidge louder than the music? Nah. Let's have them at the same level, tops. It's bonkers to me. Because you know what I didn't have this problem with? The color purple. Because they didn't mix it like that. They mixed it like it was a fucking musical. Where the vocals are mixed way louder than the music. But also, the music gets its respect. You don't ever lose the music. It's there. But the vocals are the important part because the vocals 
whilst also being just, you know, what a musical is, are a part of the story. Most musicals, the song lyrics tell the story. Everything else that happens between songs is just filler till you get to the songs that tell the story. This movie had the weirdest tonality with that. The songs were unintelligible, but then also they wanted to act like it wasn't a fucking musical between the scenes. The entire marketing for this movie is, eh, we don't want it to be, you know, we don't want to openly say musical. It's so fucking weird. I don't know what they had going on with this. I mean, I, I, I can't comment too much about whether certain characters are better than other characters, like, you know, from the original to this or that. I, I don't really have that type of connection. You know, I might just say this because I saw it more recently. I don't know. Uh, but to one of your points, Heather, uh, Damien, he did have at least one song cut out of this that they didn't bring in. So that sucks because, you know, he probably would have done great. Outside of yeah, that. His voice is underutilized in the movie for sure. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, this movie is, uh, I mean, as far as I remember, it's still more or less Mean Girls. You know. Which, to me, is not as exciting as it is for you two. Like, it's not bad. I don't think it succeeds well at being a musical. But, you know, it kind of succeeds as a slightly more modern telling of of Mean Girls. I will say this. I liked the creative way they still pulled in the burn book into this. You know, because the, the, the easy way would have just made it like, oh, it's a private blog that they go write shit on. And somebody just sends the link out to everybody or something. You know, like that'd be the most modern way of doing it. But I like it. Like when they bust it out, they go, oh, yeah, from that day they took away our cell phones. You're like, all right, that's kind of, that, that to me was actually kind of creative way of doing it. You know, so I appreciated that. You know, they obviously also probably, you know, probably modernized some of the terminology and some of the language to be a more modern version of the way teens speak. You know, that's fine. You know, I'm okay with that. So, I mean, yeah, if you like Mean Girls, I think for the most part you should more or less like this movie, I suppose. You know, I think the other elements could have been better. And also, you know, I just uh, don't get excited by Mean Girls. Regardless of what Jastin says. Because I am not a mean girl. If anything, I am a very nice young lady. Mm, I don't know about that one, dog. <laughs> I'm the most pleasant motherfucker here. Just 
oodles of pleasantry. If you were to name the the town I would ideally live in, it'd be another movie by the name of Pleasantville because I'm so fucking pleasant. (laughs) Now, if they want to make a musical remake of that movie, sign me up. Love me some Pleasantville. That would actually be a good musical, probably. Love it. Mean Girls, that's okay, I guess. Um, you know, I, I guess the, I'm I'm really tapped at this point. I don't really know what else to say at this point. Um, recommendations and scores? Yeah. Yep. Recommendations and scores. I'll go first. I want to set the tone. I I mean, I guess I recommend it. Maybe. Kinda. I mean, if you like Mean Girls, I think it's worth a watch. If you like musicals, I guess it's worth a watch. Like I said, uh, you know, Moana herself. Ali'i. She wrecks this. And I love her so much. You know, then there's some other people. They're fine. I I do love I do love Tim Meadows though. I do love that man. I've got a soft spot in my heart for, for that man. There's just something about the way he delivers lines that I love. I loved him on SNL. I loved him on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I loved him in uh, Pop Star. I loved him in. Oh, Dewey Cox. Oh, Dewey Cox. He is one of the most underrated characters in that movie. Oh, he is so good. Every time he's like, you don't want to do this, Dewey. It'll make you get boners and all that stuff. Like that's, he's just so fantastic at it. I just love Tim Meadows. You know. And then there's some people in this movie that we'll get to in spoilers that I'm like, why are you even in this? Why are you wasting your time? Why did you go cast a big Hollywood star for this role? Uh, That's 30 seconds. Adds nothing in the end of the movie. Uh, You know, but. I guess I'll still give this a passing score. It's not a failure of a movie. I think, like I said, a big part of it's my disconnect with the original Mean Girls. And, you know, I don't like the more modern way of mixing musical movies. Is that the one weird thing I'm going to weirdly be a curmudgeon old man about? Go back to the old way of mixing musicals in my movies. Which is funny because also I'm the biggest like pop head here when it comes to pop music. I love pop music. I don't fucking want my musical movies mixed like a fucking pop song though. It's not the same. It's different. Uh, You know, I'll give it a... I'll give it a 63. Um... I don't even know what to give it. 
uh, a 63, uh, what, 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 what did Damien, Damien say? Uh, Beyonce out of a hundred. Justin, what about you? Yeah, I think, um, it's a recommend for me. Um, either way, I think if you're a fan of the original Mean Girls, there will probably be things that you'll, that you'll appreciate about it because a lot of it is the same story. But even if you're not a fan of Mean Girls, I do think just in my heart of hearts, it's a good story. Like, I don't, I don't, I think it is a good story. The, the, the characters, the conflict, the, the journey, the resolution, this is a good story. So I feel like no matter that to me is like default. So no matter how you dress this up, if this was a bunch of men and it was called mean boys and it was pretty much the story of this guy pretending to go to to go with the to be part of these this gang or whatever and all this these shenanigans happen and the person learns something about himself i still think it'll be a good story like no matter how you dress this story up i think at its heart it is a good story so that alone is worth recommending uh Interesting what you said about the music and stuff. I guess maybe I'm just not that much of a music nerd. I didn't have any trouble hearing anybody or like I not liking the songs because of how it was mixed or I may not be that musically inclined to have understand to understand what I was hearing or wasn't hearing, well, I should be, or how it was. I should be a little more fair, Justin. I think you saying that does make me feel the need to be a little bit more fair. I also do have severe hearing loss, like I do. I have oh. severe hearing loss. Now, it, it's going to be that weird combination of the fact that I also do mix audio, so it's there's that side of it. And I do have hearing loss. So sometimes that gets me, but I think, and that's why I brought up the color purple. I had zero issues in the color purple. Zero. Understanding those songs. You know what I mean? It's this one I did though, but it was also uh, the same as in the Heights. Remember I said the exact same thing about in the Heights. You did say that about that movie, how you had trouble. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And 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 I and I and I'll gladly admit that that is a person that might be something weirdly specific to me, because both you and Heather were like, "Oh, I had no problems," uh, you know. And if that is an issue with me, I'll gladly admit it. But at the same time, when I'm watching a musical, I got to take into account that I didn't understand the fucking songs, so. But that that is a fair assessment with it, Justin. That I should maybe have been more clear with with some of that. To be fair to this movie, okay, okay, and that was something I didn't know about you, or maybe I, or maybe you said that and I forgot. But I I don't think I knew that. But but that actually explains a lot. And all I was speaking from was just that. 
I even still though, back to me, I don't think I know enough about music to critique it like that. I just listen. And if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. Where I will agree with you though, is that there were some songs and there were some singers like, like, like what y'all said about Angori Rice. I, I can agree with that. She, out of everybody, she was my least favorite singer. Um, I did think that Renee Rapp and the, and the girl that played Janice, I do think that they are the best singers. I really liked, and I see what y'all were saying about the Janice character. I liked a lot of the changes that they did with that character. I do think that overall her and uh, Damien, Janice and Damien in this, are probably an upgraded Janice and Damien from the original in just about every way. Though there were things about the old Janice that I really liked. I feel like this Janice was a little softer. I liked I, I liked my Janice a little harder um, in the first film. But I don't know. Maybe I can say that about a lot of the characters in this. I think that, ironically, this is called Mean Girls, but everyone's all, harsh. The gir- all the girls felt less mean in this. And I think that uh, that, for me, hurt it a little bit because the mean, they were mean in that I first I was going to ask about that in spoilers. <laughs> like, no one was that but, mean. It was... Renee was, or uh, 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 Regina was kind of bitchy. Yeah. Kind of like, but it, I don't remember a ton about Regina George and the other one, but I'm like, wouldn't she almost downright to the point of like demonstratively like horrendous and like almost like violent in the first? Well, yeah, like I I get where you're coming from with that, like, it's interesting because I liked this Regina, but she is a lot different from the Rachel McAdams Regina. I, I, I'm in a weird place with these two Reginas. Like, I loved this Regina Same. when she was singing. I loved this Regina when she was singing. When Renee Rapp was singing, I, I, I loved a lot of the Regina songs. I liked her singing. I really loved her singing. But the Rachel McAdams, but whenever she wasn't singing and we were just talking and having dynamics with the characters and stuff like that, Rachel McAdams, Regina blows this one out of the water. And that's a weird place to be, but I could kind of explain it better. I liked the Rachel McAdams conniving, you know, very like gaslighting, very manipulative very everything was under the surface with the Rachel McAdams Regina. And that's what made her so scary because she was like super smart. Like she was smart the way she manipulated and sort of kind of had everybody in her web. This Regina is, it, 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 it is intimidating, but it's different. She's not as conniving or as, Smart is uh, uh, smarter than everybody, but she's physically imposing. She's super confident. She's 
bigger than all the other girls. Her stature, her presence, she seemed bigger than all the other girls in this movie. And she seemed way more confident than all the other girls in this movie. And that was how this Regina was sort of built in this. So whenever Renee Rapp was singing and was bigger than everybody and the way they presented her and everything like that, man, she had a presence. I really loved her when she was singing, but I love the, let me show you this on the surface but really, I've got all these other intentions that Rachel McAdams brought to it. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that that's where the main differences are. Um, and that's so, where that whole you don't see their transition and you don't see their like fleshed out characters where that comes into play in this movie of being a problem. Because yes. we didn't see enough of, of it for you to see if that's how she was. Exactly. You know? And and then I was gonna say that later, Heather, but you like but like you oh, said it right there. No, and I was just gonna agree with the earlier point that you made about that. I think that's why the story in this doesn't match up as well, because the Regina in this is different, you know, but the story plays out the same as the Regina that Rachel McAdams played. And it does cause some inconsistencies. But anyway, we'll say I, I can do more of this in the spoilers. All of that aside, either way, I still recommend it because, like I said, I'll just wrap this up. Um, I, it's a good story. It, it is a good story on its face. And I think if you're a fan, you'll appreciate it. Though interesting what you said about the people who were fans of the Broadway musical and that they just don't like any of what they did with the music in this. I really can't speak on that and having not seen the musical, but I can at least say I understand, you know, I, I can't speak from that. But if you are used to the songs being presented a certain way and then you get to this and you're like, whoa, why are they singing like this or singing like that? Probably creative choices because it's a movie presentation. Sometimes that is a very real thing when translating Broadway musicals to a film just because, yes, it's a musical and it's music and it's song and stuff doesn't mean it'll translate the same way in a film. So so there, so those could have been what they thought were necessary creative choices. But all of that aside, yes, you're going to have your favorite movie out of these two. Yes, you're going to compare. But I don't think any of that is bad. I think it's kind of fun to do. It's kind of fun to go back and forth and pick apart how this was different or how this character was better or how I love doing this shit. So if you like doing this shit, I think you'll have fun with this, you know, and all in all, like, like we've all said, it's not a bad film. It's a decent film. So we'll go with 75, uh, Face breast out of a hundred. That was a good line. You know, I am kicking I loved, myself. Though. I loved her. I should I loved her. I should have I should have talked about uh my score should have been when Damien was like, uh, this car ain't stopping. I gotta get home. When he's just on the scooter with Janice. Oh, that was a great <laughs> fucking line. Like to me, seriously, like Damien and Janice saved this fucking movie to me. 
so much. Like anytime I was like kind of getting annoyed with this movie, they come in and do some great shit. And I was like, that's pretty good. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I feel like and that that was something that I think Damien did well. The original Damien, I think I would say he did it just slightly better, but it's also because he actually had a car <laughs> instead of the little thing he was riding on. And so it was just funny the way See, that he did it. I Like I said, I don't remember the specifics mm-hmm. of that. So to me, yeah. Oh, him being on that fucking Walmart scooter. <laughs> it oh, was pretty funny. That makes that joke to me. Well, I think the and I think the reason that I like it in the first one is because like in in that one, Janice is like riding in the car with him coming out the top and he just like is he's going at like one mile per hour and he's like, I cannot stop this car. I got to get home at a curfew. Like he just keeps sliding by as Janice is trying to like yell at people. It was really funny. See, but that's just kind of funny because, like I said, it is completely lost on me that that was a joke from the first one. Oh yeah, like that's what <laughs> I mean. Is that's completely lost on me. If that if you had just said, "Oh no, that's a new joke for this one," I would have totally believed it because of they, it being yeah. ridiculous. Like he's on that little fucking scooter. <laughs> They did do it. They did a good job of updating that joke and I'm glad that they kept it in there. But yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, like Rachel McAdams, Regina George is iconic in my opinion, as far as it comes to, you know, movie, you know, rom-com, you know, just villainy type people that, you know, like she's, she is conniving and she's manipulative and she's, she's all of those things so perfectly well. And so, yeah, it's really hard to do it as well as she did when you just have a different version of her being played in this movie. But all that to say, I mean, Renee Rapp has like charisma and confidence for days. Like she did a great job at this version of Regina. It's just we don't get to see. It was just uh, I don't think they made the right choice in changing like the types of things she was doing to be considered a mean girl, because you guys are completely right. The mean factor in this movie is completely watered down a hundred percent watered down um, in everybody's regard. So yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know, but I I would say I do recommend it because I still think kind of like what you said, Justin, like the story is still like a fun little story. Um, It's, it's a well enough done. And honestly, I think the main reasons I do recommend you watching this is um, Ali'i Carvalho, uh, Janice, and uh, Regina George. I mean, Renee Rapp, was, she was still really good. I think those are the probably two main, and Damien, like the main reasons to recommend this movie is because of what they brought to it. And it's unfortunate because Angori Rice is a good actress. I have no issues with her, but she just was the like least interesting character of this, I guess. Like she just didn't bring, she was outshined by everybody else. And you can't say that about Lindsay Lohan in the original. You can't say it. She, she brought it to that role. She was amazing in that role, but they also develop her character so much better in that one. And that's part of what it is. She was the perfect, she was the perfect balance. Lindsay Lohan was like the perfect balance of like that awkward fish out of water. And then being, and then she also though could do the makeup and put on the outfit and be a mean girl. And she could do the mean bitch too when it was time to do that. 
She yeah. was the perfect balance of both of those things. And yeah, and Gory Rice, not quite. You not did, quite. She, they, they honestly didn't give her a chance to be that. But also, you're right. I think like, I don't know. Well, Lindsay, go ahead. No, no, no. Just real quick. It's based on what you literally just said. When like they didn't give her a chance to do that. Her time as being the quote unquote lead plastic, if you will, is like three minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She becomes, she becomes that and it's the downfall. It's, it's literally the length of that one song when, yeah. Regi- uh, when Regina George is like, I'm going to be a bitch and get you back or whatever the fuck that song was. Yeah. It's the length of that song is how long she was the big, you know, the big bad plastic. And then it's just over. I was just like, yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, I, I, like I said, I know I don't remember the first one that well, but like it was at least six minutes in the first one. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not three. Mm-hmm. It's so brisk. Oh yeah. I mean, you just, you feel like you're on that journey with her through this transition in the first one. And in this, there's no journey to transition. It's just scene cut. And now we're a different person, like for three minutes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's just there. The, the, she wasn't given the chance to do more than she did with it. Like, I feel like there were n- little moments where you see like, yeah, if they had given her a, like a time frame to actually do more of this, she probably could have done a really good job with it. They just didn't give the chance to do it, you know? But I mean, and, and, you know, say what you want about Lindsay Lohan. I think she's actually a pretty decent actress. I think she's great in Mean Girls, but like she, she did like, she just did that turn so well that, transition so well like it it just worked the way she did it and and Gory Rice is a good actress I'm just saying like yeah just they whatever update they did for this they didn't develop that part of it and that's such a main part of what they do with the story is like no you're turning into a mean girl like that's the whole point is like you're turning into this mean girl that you're accusing that you're you're accusing all these other people of being the mean girls and then you're turning into it that's the whole point. And then you don't, you don't get it. You don't get that in this. And yeah, but I do think that, you know, overall, like, yeah, I, I think that it is still a good story and it's got a good message to it. Um, I do think that Regina's songs were definitely the best songs um, of the thing, but also Janice's song was really good too. But I really um, dug that Halloween song though. Yeah. About being like sexy. Yeah. Oh, that was tight too. That was tight. The whole that the girl, whole... that girl was low key fire. She was fire, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What, what was the she name was of that fire, character? Bro. Oh, you're. Oh, you're. Are you talking about uh, Karen? Karen. Oh, sure. I did not remember her name, so okay. I can't tell you if I'm if I'm talking about Karen or not because I. Don't. I'm sorry. I actually thought you were talking about Regina George's song at the Halloween party. That's oh, what I thought you were talking about. I don't know. You're talking about the other one. Like I said, I think Renee Rapp pissed off the person because I don't know a single word in her song. Her song was yeah. like, "I'm I'm gonna steal them or whatever." Is that the, like you know what I mean? I got the gist of it because I'm not stupid. Yeah. I can watch a movie and figure out what the fuck the plot point was supposed to be. But any of the specifics in it, no clue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was no talking you're about, talking about the one Karen did. Yes. About, when she, and then she does the dance number yes, with it. Be, and, and like, if they change, I don't know, like I said, I don't know every song from the Broadway, but that scene though, whenever she's going in there and she's like, dance break. Yeah. That's a bomb ass moment. Oh yeah. As far as a musical goes, like that mm-hmm. is a fantastic moment of, 
that weird meta thing of acknowledging you're a musical in like, you know how most musicals don't ever acknowledge that are musical. And I like that that is like a weird little meta moment that does. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, we're, we're telling you right now, this is what it is. We're going to do <laughs> yeah. a dance break. Like, oh, yeah. that was fantastic. And, and I do agree though, Justin, like Karen, Karen Shetty was fire. Like she was beautiful. She was absolutely Man. beautiful. Just- <laughs> like, Godly. Yeah. Like. yeah. She had like almost a perfect face. It was kind of really just unfair. She's beautiful. But yeah, yeah. like it just. She's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> she is unfair. You know, um, but yeah, I just. And the thing is with her too, like, I didn't mind this Karen, like as far as like the jokes and how she played it. I think she played it well, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Seafried was good too. Anyway, but yeah, like I just feel like. They they spent time on and then they spent time on kind of developing um you know the other the other girl not Karen what's her name Gretchen 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 Wieners yeah they spend a whole a whole time like a little bit developing her when I'm like that's cool she got more development than most of these other characters if she's not even a main character really in this but anyways I I digress all I'm trying to say is like. I just don't think that the way that they like, I guess put the movie together, it wasn't done as well. I don't think as the original, but that being said, it was still fun. There were still moments. It wasn't a ha ha laugh out loud kind of funny movie to me, but it was amusing. It had amusing moments and it had really great voices, you know, and it was, it was decent still. So all that being said, yeah, sure, I recommend seeing it. Um, I I guess, I mean, I just feel like the lack of feeling any sort of, like, it, it, everything feels watered down. Even the dialogue feels watered down and how they say things in this movie. And that's a big thing for me with it. So, but I guess I will give it, um, I guess I'll give it... Uh, 68, you know, burn books that you find in the hallway randomly um, out of 100. Uh, that brings our Cinescore to a very sexy 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Spoilers? Yeah. Yep. My soundboard's fucking up a little bit because it's cold. Let's try it again. Spoilers. It still didn't like it. It's very cold in Chicagoland right now, people. Very cold. Um, I'll go first just because I'm going to be super quick in this section. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about it, like a few of the characters because, like I said, I don't have a point of reference as much as you guys. So I kind of just want to talk about some of the people real quick. Um, so, yeah, we talked about Ngori Rice. We talked about Renee Rav. We talked about uh, Ali'i. Um, Jaquel, yeah, it was Damon. We talked about him. Uh, but Avantika? 
Yeah, she was fantastic. And yeah. I did like, what's her name? Uh, B.B. Woods. Or Bebe Woods. I don't know how you would say her name. Um, but I did. I really liked her too, though. I really liked, well, I don't remember her singing too much in this outside of maybe some background stuff. I really dug the way she played the anxiety-ridden aspects of the character. Like, whenever she's like, oh, you know, Regina got you a candy cane or whatever, and she's like, well, I guess you're her best friend now, so I'm going to have to tell you this. And, like, the way she would play the anxiety parts of it, I thought she did incredibly well. Like I said, I don't really know in a musical sense where she lands on it because I don't really remember any moments of her singing by herself. Well, she had that whole moment in the closet when she had the little music box going. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That was, that yeah. was about, yeah. That was, that was about it. It wasn't bad. I yeah. just kind of forgot about that. Um, but yeah, like I, I really kind of dug that character. Also though, I don't remember what her character was in the first one. So I don't know. I love the actress from the first one, but, uh, you know, I really kind of just, I dug the way she played that character. Um, I don't know why John Hamm was in this movie at all. Like, I get why they cut out the whole, like, you know, teacher fucking a student storyline. I get why they cut that out. So, I do, but why John Hamm? Did you really need John Hamm to be like, you need this to go to the 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 laboratory. It's a sperm whale. Get it? Do you really need John Ham for that? <laughs> Probably not. But it was funny. I mean, it's fine. Like it just felt like a weirdly overly glorified cameo. See, if they were going to use John Ham, they could have made him Katie's dad. But like, I, I like the that they made the whole single parent update. I think that was nice to do. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna use John Ham, like use him in a bigger capacity because he would have been a bigger character as her dad. I didn't know that was a change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it was just a slightly overly glorified cameo. Cool. So don't have him in the trailer then. You know, like you don't have to kind of showcase that he's in your fucking movie. It would have just been a nice cameo. It's like, oh, shit. John Hamm's the coach. You know, like, you didn't need to make a, a what they did out of it. And also, Ashley Park, as the French t- teacher, is also a fucking waste. A f- yep. fucking waste of her. Because she's fantastic. And... She does nothing in this other than just tell people no over and over again in fringe. And then like at one point smears her makeup. The fuck else does she do? Yeah. I feel like Tina Fey was just like, who are some like funny friends I have that could just play a part real quick. <laughs> yeah. You could tell these were just totally like, just call a favor for a friend. Hey, do you want to just do this real quick? You know, you could tell that's what that was. Maybe. But also, that's a waste of an Ashley Park, though. That's a waste. She's so funny. You're right. And John Hamm is so funny. So, yeah, you could have done a lot more with both of them. I mean, do you not not remember how fucking fantastic 
she was in Joyride. And then you reduce her to this and this. It kind of made me sad. I thought we were actually going to get something out of it. Nope. Nope, we didn't. Made me a little sad. Um, but yeah, once again, I I forgot Katie had a dad. Yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Uh, it's the guy that plays the, I think it's the janitor guy from Scrubs. If you remember the janitor guy in Scrubs, I vaguely remember just like also him plays the dad. I think in the the TV show The Middle, possibly. I haven't. Oh, you could be right. I I don't remember that show very well, but possibly it looks, looks sounds familiar. Like they have a similar look. If it's not the same guy, yes, The Middle. Yes, and the the mom and that's Patricia Heaton, who was also yeah. in Everybody Loves Raymond and stuff like that. Yes. The fact that I remembered the name of that fucking show blows my mind. But didn't remember that Katie had a dad in the original Mean Girls. Why would I? I haven't seen that movie in 15 years. I the middle Have ran, you seen The Middle in 15 years? The Middle ran for nine fucking seasons. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a long time. It legitimately just ended like six years ago. What the fuck? Did you did you watch that show? Fuck no. I just see clips but of you it remember on TikTok. It. <laughs> you remember that and you haven't even seen it. I like I said, ticks on TikTok. Like you put enough shit on TikTok in like little clip form, I'll weirdly osmosisize your show. I've seen an absurd amount of Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. Never watched a single fucking episode of those shows. I know a decent amount though. Same with the, same with New Grey's Anatomy. I've seen an ungodly amount of New Grey's Anatomy, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. You want me to learn about a show? Put it on TikTok in little thirty second clips. I'll end up watching your entire show in just small ass clips. Uh. I mean, but when it comes to this movie, I just, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe some of the story elements don't bother me as much because I don't remember how much more they were drawn out. Outside of the fact that, like, you know, I knew Katie being the head plastic was cut short in this. Because it doesn't matter what form of anything, that was way too short of a turn. You know, like that was minuscule in this movie. It didn't feel right. Even not remembering how long it was in the first movie, just watching it, I'm like, she was bad for half a second. And even then, was never really that bad. So, like, it felt like a weird, like, everybody's like, oh, we hate her. For what? Like, being slightly rude to you one day? Like, that was so weird to me. I really do wish they had maybe updated the drug pusher thing, too. Because, like, that felt a little weird nowadays. When In the age of social media and all kinds of stuff, like, that felt a little weird. Also, maybe I just don't remember this from the first one. 
Is it really like, is that why the love interest turns against Katie? Is it really? Cause he's like, you pretended to be dumb. Um, it was, it was that, but it was mostly just the fact that like how she was talking to him reminded him of Regina basically saying like, she just changed so much from who he knew when, when he first met her that he just, you know, was like, you're just, you're an exact clone of Regina right now. So it just kind of off put him. It was similar in the first film when she, yeah. whenever she said that line about, well, you were off limits because you were Regina's property. Yeah. That he flipped a switch on. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan the same way. Yeah. As the in line, this movie. Yeah. And, and the line also about like, um, I pretended to be dumb in math and he, he did say the same thing. He, he was mm-hmm. just like, Oh, why didn't you just talk to me? Like, yeah. Why didn't that, you just that talk is to dumb me? that you did that. Like he did say that too. Yeah. 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 I guess I wouldn't have liked it in the other one too. Cause I just didn't like it in this either. And maybe, but maybe, maybe the performance by Lindsay Lohan would have maybe sold it more. Because, well, yeah, because actually that's something too, because I don't think that in this one, I don't think she was drunk at the party, right? Katie? At which party? The one party? At the party that she threw at her house. I don't think she was drunk when she was talking to the guy. Was she, Maybe she was. I'm trying I to remember. I think she was. Yeah. She was. I think she but was. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan playing somebody who was super drunk at her own party was a way better version of it. And it just, it played better to the lines that she said because Lindsay Lohan played the drunk character better. Um, But yeah, and I guess actually in this, in this one, he actually tells her like, no, yeah, that was dumb to do that. I don't actually think he did say that in the first one. He just said, oh, you pretended to be dumb. And that's all he said about it. So it was actually a little bit better in this one, in my opinion, but. I didn't even remember there was a second party. My bad. When you said drunk at the party, I was like, no, she wasn't drunk at the Halloween party. I yeah, completely the one forgot that she about threw the party at, her at the house. house. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which I should remember because that's what starts the thing with Janice. And like, it's a whole thing. Like, it's a big plot point. I don't know. I just completely forgot. Um, also, first movie, correct me if I'm wrong. Does, does she do that thing where she like reminisces back to looking at what's the back of what's his name's head to remember how to look like how to figure out limits? Yeah, she, she does. She does that in the first one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a huge problem with that because at the beginning of the movie, she obviously knew how to found like find fucking limits like instantly. Why did she have to flash back in this? Like maybe that part's different in the first one, but in this one, she knew how to find it, it limit instantly at the beginning of the movie. She wouldn't have forgotten that. You know what I mean? She would have had to have had no need. To remember what was written on the board to find the limit. She already knew how to do that before she went to school. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I know it was really more trying to make the point of like, I was distracted by the cute guy in front of me. But yeah, I mean, because she is so good at math and they established that so much, it didn't play as well as it should have. That's that's probably true. Well, and the way it came off, in the first movie. And and I think they tried a similar thing in this, but it just didn't come off the same. 
whenever her and the, and this is what I mean by a lot of the mean was watered down in the movie with the original movie with Lindsay Lohan, that girl that um, the other contestant that she goes against is kind of, you know, she's over the top, like unattractive and she had rough clothes and like, she had like all these imperfections. So when, so in Lindsay Lohan's head, she's talking about her and going, well, her hair looks like this and her, her clothes look like this and this, that, and the other. And she's so distracted making fun of this, of her opponent. You know what I mean? She's not thinking about the problem. She wasn't thinking about how okay. to solve it. And so then she, and then in the the monologue, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm so distracted thinking about this and this is what I would do if I was a mean girl, but I got to stop thinking like that. You know, there's a whole monologue in her head about, I got to stop thinking about this. Okay. Now remember, remember, you know, she's like, remember Katie, what was, what was that limit about? And so then it's like fuzzy. And then the guy's head is in the way. And then she sort of remembers the equation on the board. So it plays a lot better. It it sounds like in the original movie. It sounds like it does. Cause that did not play well in this. And everything you just said sounds like it plays better. But also just in general, the fact that it's internal monologue that she's talking about, like, you know, calling somebody ugly doesn't make you prettier. Like that whole thing actually should have still stayed a monologue in her head to me because I feel like it would made it more cheesy for her to just be like, let me just tell you this in the middle of our competition. What I what I'm realizing right now, I feel like that made it like that lessened the meaning of what she was learning that she was just like, let me just tell you out loud. I like in the original that she's trying to figure out the problem. And then the narrator of her in her head is like saying all of it. I feel like that plays a lot better too. No, you're totally right because it's great in the first. And that's what I mean by like this script is like, I'm telling you, I know it's mean girls, but the script is sharp people. You you know, listen to what I'm saying. Like it worked on multiple levels in that movie because like, she not only solved the problem against the contestant, but that was her problem as a character. Like you were saying, that's why it worked so well in her head because it was her figuring out something about herself. Calling somebody ugly doesn't make you prettier. Doing calling somebody stupid doesn't make you. And then the answer to the question was there is no limit And that was supposed to be empowering because there's no limit to you. You know, you put, you try to make everybody like you. You try to do all these things that you thought you needed to do to fit in. But you were putting all these limits on yourself. There's no limit on you. All of it works in that original script. And like in this, like you said, her saying it out loud. It didn't it's almost quite like, hit the same. Yeah, it's almost like she was telling the girl of her her opponent, like, "Hey, just so you know, calling somebody <laughs> ugly." Like, it's almost like she was telling her when it's like, "That's that's a lesson for you." I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, and the contestant called her a bitch, so it kind of gave her. And I guess what they were thinking was, okay, the contestant's going to call her a bitch because she knows about everything. Everybody knows about her now, so that's why she called her that. And I guess she was supposed to be having a being the bigger girl moment by saying that. 
But I don't know, man. I didn't think it was as strong. I liked her figuring this out for herself because then later when she takes responsibility, it just feels more real that she came to this conclusion in her head, you know, herself and whatnot, you know. I agree. It was just stronger in the first movie. Yeah, it sounds better. I'll remember it, but it sounds better. I feel like I want you to just watch the original again to see if you like, <laughs> you change your mind on it. <laughs> oh, fuck that. I got zero reason to watch that movie. But. Now you know how he is. You shouldn't even say that. Yeah, I brought that on myself. Why are you both being <laughs> mean girls? Putting me down doesn't make you look better, okay? Remember that. <laughs> you guys need to learn the Touché. lesson that Lindsay Lohan learned. I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying you are you. I'm, I'm just, if anything, that's that's more of a comment. I'm the limit does not exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the limit of the meanness from you two in your little click over there. <laughs> the limit. Your little click. Dang. The click of the black backgrounds. Why Why are you hating on me? Because I got my pink background. Why is it I'm more into the spirit of this movie than you guys? Just saying. Because, you know, on, on, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yeah, I went there. Nice. <laughs> you nice. son of a I like how you brought that back. <laughs> Yeah, I know. The bastard. Just so everybody knows, before we recorded, Heather was like, ah, it's Wednesday. We all should wear pink. We're the, you know, we missed opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck that. I wasn't going to do that. I'm not going to do anything for this. And now I'm throwing it back in her face because I do got pink. She don't. Uncalled for. Just saying. Uh, I guess the, the, the final thing that I'll uh, I'll touch on with this one. I don't remember what it was. I knew I had one thing left. It's just gone. My bad. We derailed. Right side yeah, of my head. kind of did. Maybe it'll come back to you. Yeah, who cares? Justin, what about you? What are some spoilery thoughts you had? Man, we've talked about so much. <laughs> it's like, what's left to talk about? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of talk about some things I did like. Um, I, I like the Revenge Party song. I thought that was pretty solid. Um. Oh, yeah, the one that was 90% fucking Janice and a little bit of Damien and just everyone else kind of chimed in a little bit. Yeah, and they were chiming in a little bit. But that was was a solid song. I like that one. Uh, The one where they were describing Regina as the apex predator, I I like that one too. I I, I like that one. Maybe not so much the way, I don't know. Maybe not so much the way it sounded, the Apex Predator, but I don't know. But I liked what was happening. I liked visually what was happening. 
like how they were displaying Regina, how she seemed. And that's what I mean by like this Regina just seemed way more physically imposing. Like she seemed super confident. She seemed like on another. And I was, yeah, intimidating. And I think to Heather's point, it was nice to see more like fuller figured women playing these parts and people being like, oh, they're, you know, she's like the best of the best. She has the best body. She's the perfect height. She's this and she's that. And you look at her and you look at Rachel McAdams, two completely different looking women. But I like, but this was probably a more modern take of what a mean girl would probably be now. Like this would be the kind of looking woman that people would look at now and say, oh, she's, you know, she's in style. She's in trend. We, we want to be like her, this, that, and the other. So some of that, she did capture the spirit of what Regina's supposed to be. I think in that way. Um, but like we, but like we all said, because of the script and the way it was doing things and because we couldn't spend as much time establishing those character dynamics, I loved the four way phone call in the first movie where you get to see all the characters reacting to each other and how they spread rumors and gossip and how they're trying to get on Regina's good side and all the different manipulations that was going on. It's a great scene because you get to like see all the different um, character traits and you get to understand how Regina manipulates and gaslights each one of them in a different way. I almost wish in this movie we had had a song version of that four-way phone call where they're singing, you know, where each of them gets to sing a little bit, but at the same time, they're all trying to get on Regina's good side. And then Regina's singing about how, man, I got all these girls wrapped around my finger. This is why I'm the queen bee. This is why I'm the queen plastic. You know, it would have been cool if there was a song that incorporated that. But scenes like that, we really didn't get. So, like, you just didn't fully understand um, all those character dynamics. So then I think as a result of not having a lot of time to have those scenes like we had in the first movie, what you had to do then was just give people sort of the cliff notes of a character. Like, and like you were saying, Heather, you didn't get to see a lot of arcs and transition and changes because they just had to establish, you know, kind of like the, the Karen character. Okay. She's not intelligent and the, you know, she's super pretty, not intelligent. This is how, you know, not very smart and that's it. So it was kind of like in all of her scenes, she's kind of got this distant glare and like, constantly the whole time, you know, and and like every now and then she would react or say something funny, like the whole thing about the face breast or something like that. Um, That song that you're talking about, Sterling, where she was talking about the sexy Halloween and it was kind of like the TikTok 
Halloween song. That was cool. That was a great song for her. But that was like her best moment. Like it was her best moment. That was like, I think the only real moment that character got for us to really like see that character, understand it's that character. It's her only kind real of, solo moment. Yeah, it's her only real solo moment in it. And like the fundamental thing about a musical is that when you give a character those solo moments, that's supposed to explain everything and then we can move on. That's sort of how a musical works most of the time. And I think it's sort of clashed with this because you needed multiple scenes. You needed multiple conversations. You needed multiple moments and character dialogue and stuff like that to really understand how these girls work and how they're mean girls and how they're changing and how um, Katie is becoming one of them. You really needed all of that to understand it. And I don't know if a two minute song could always compensate for that missing dialogue and those missing dynamics. Well, hell, I'll just say it couldn't. So unfortunately, that's sort of what we got. The The song was supposed to be the shortcut to get us to what the next scene is supposed to be. But what it felt like was, okay, we hear the song. Okay, that's what the character is. And then we would have a scene of dialogue and the dialogue is supposed to be the bridge between the next song where this character is talking about what's happening to him and why they're changing. And I don't know, it just didn't land all the time. Like it landed, I think, for some characters, but just not for others. So th- th- that was kind of unfortunate. Um, to speak a little bit more on the Janice character and like... um what I liked about this one and some of the changes that they made. I like how she was actually a lesbian in this versus in the other film where they just made fun of her and called her a lesbian. And she was so offended that they called her a lesbian, even though she wasn't that that sort of led to this grudge and her, kind of talking to Katie about doing this whole thing. And when you think about that now, and you think about that first film, that's a, that's a bit problematic (laughs) and a bit kind of bigot. Oh, you're calling me gay, man. I've got this whole vendetta and grudge against you just because you called me gay. That's like, I think, Um, Now, obviously, I can't speak for the LGBTQ community, but I do like how in this one, she actually was a lesbian. And it was less about, oh, I'm offended because you called me that. It was more about the fact that she, that Regina pretended to be an ally, but then made fun of her for it, hated on her for it, and everything like that, which was worse. You know what I mean? Which is what made her have the vendetta against her. But it wasn't like, I'm not really a lesbian and you called me that and I'm so angry that you called me one of them. 
That's super problematic. They did fix that in this. And I think it made her song towards the end about giving everybody the finger and I'm just going to be me instead of being with all of you. That song was really powerful and it really hit because of the changes that they made to the Janice character. Um, So all of that, I was super cool with. Those were changes that needed to be made. The only thing I wish they had was that the other Janice was a lot harder. She was just a lot more like, man, man, you know, Regina's a slut and she's a skank and she's, man, I hate her guts and all of this kind of stuff. That other Regina was just super, 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 super hard. You know, she was really like, she really held a grudge and she was kind of in her own way. She was mean too, in a way, you know, and she kind of had to realize that in the first movie as well. This one was a little softer. Like I I didn't like how after they sort of ruined Regina's reputation and everything, she was kind of like, okay, you can stop now. You can stop doing the, you can stop impersonating them. You can stop being a mean girl. We're even now. I got even. So I'm good now. That's kind of where this Regina was. I mean, where this, sorry, where this Janice was, where she was like, I'm good now. The feud's over. We did what we needed to do. I kind of liked the Regina in the earlier one, how she was just kind of relentless about it. You know, she really, that grudge felt like a real grudge against Regina. This one sort of didn't feel, it did. It just was softer. And I don't know. I think I would have preferred if she was just still a little bit harder. But all the other changes I liked. And and, and the singing that she did, I agree with y'all, was super on point. Anytime she had a song, uh, she absolutely killed it. So that was good. Um, The last thing I'll say before I let you go, Heather, is I I think the resolution in this, um, I, I do like how this came off more empowering, I think, for females. I do think that they tried to make an effort to make it more, like, empowering across the board with, like, what every um, woman was singing about, all the different realizations. Everybody had a date in 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 this one. You know, even, um, even Damien... He got to have a date and we got to see him um, enjoying themselves. You know, Janice came in with her date and they got to dance and everybody. And it was nice to have all these diverse people and all these people kind of enjoying themselves at the end of that. Um, So I think I did like that aspect of it. This definitely was a bit more, um, I would say, female empowering. But I did like in the first one how we got to kind of see how we got to hear how everybody wound up, like how we got to hear about how, oh, this character is doing this now. Or I I like how Regina joined in in the in the original movie. She actually went to sports and she started playing sports and found like a positive way to get her aggression out and stuff like that. This Regina was kind of like, 
Am I being nice because of the drugs? I don't know. That was, <laughs> am I being nice because of the drugs or have I really changed? That was a little weird, <laughs> you know, but so, so I think some of the resolutions in the original one, I like how everybody started doing something that they were comfortable with. They kind of started being themselves more and accepting who they were. This one, um, while it was more empowering, I feel like in some ways, I feel like the resolutions for all the characters, I like getting those explanations at the end and we didn't really get those here. So I don't know. I guess you can, it's almost like I'm just taking bits and pieces of what I liked from each of them, but uh, it definitely felt more complete in the original film with just all of the characters. I think than it did this one. Um, that's and fair. the last is thing I'll say I is did remember, I'm just saying oh, that's something ahead. I remembered. Like at the end, whenever there's like the young plastics and then Regina and Lindsay Lohan, like look at each other. Like we know how they're going to turn out. Womp womp. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And that was, yeah. That And actually now that you say that, that was a good scene too. When those, yeah, when you see those junior plastics or whatever. So, yeah, like, I, I just really like how Tina Fey buttoned that up. And this one had to end more like a musical. But again, you know, this translation from this story to a musical, I think it ended, this one ended more like a musical would end. But I think it hurt the overall kind of, tightening up that the script did for the original movie. So yeah. So I'm finally done. Heather, you can go. <laughs> yes. Heather, what about you? No, you're good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like also I'm wondering why. So they made a, they made a very small change to um, the principal dynamic with uh, Miss Newberry. Is that her name? Tina Fey's character. Um, yes. In this one, they are married. Tim Meadows and Tina Fey are married in this one. In the original, they are not. And they are just, it's kind of like you can tell that they kind of like each other, maybe. Or like you just hear Tim Meadows' character saying just some like some nice things about her and just like, you know, you're a strong and really powerful and independent woman. And I think you'd have a lot to say to these women. And like, I think that that was kind of like a, that played really well into that scene where, you know, they have to do the intervention basically with all the girls in the school. And I I just really liked the way they did that better. But I also don't hate the fact that they were married in this one. I just don't understand. Like, it doesn't really matter either way. It doesn't really change anything for the movie. I'm just curious why they made that change, I guess, to where like in this one, they're married. Um, But, you know, either way. Um, I also do think that casting Busy Phillips as Renee Rapp's mom was a great choice because I didn't realize how much they actually look alike. Um, but they look a lot alike if you look at them in the context of this movie. Um, and then I feel like I do like, I don't know, I kind of go back and forth, but I'm, I feel pretty sure that I like this version of Aaron Samuels better because I also feel like he had, like, he's kind of not really a non-factor, Who's but that? he's kind of uh, the the love interest, oh, okay. Katie's okay. love interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, like it just, I feel like he's kind of just there in both movies. Like, even though it's like, yeah, it's about this boy and they both like this boy. It's not really about the boy. Um, and so he's kind of just minor regardless. I did think it was weird that he didn't have a single song in this movie, though. I felt like there would be something at least. But he is, I guess, just so minor in the context of this movie that it didn't really matter. Apparently um, the play has one. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. See, and that makes sense. Huh. You know, Apparently they, they knew from song. the beginning it was going to get cut, though. Uh, okay. Because he didn't even Which have is, to sing for his audition. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, I've seen that guy in other stuff before and he can sing. Like, he's actually in a role where he's sung before that I've seen him in. And I'm like, that was just a weird choice, but okay. <laughs> like, um, but I think, like, I like him in this better just because I feel like his back and forth sort of, like, flirtatious nature that he has with Katie is better in this one. Um, because, I don't know, he just, he feels more like a real guy that's, like, you know, flirting in high school. In the first one, it's just very... I, you don't feel like they have as much actual dialogue with each other in the original. And in this one, they actually have a little bit more dialogue with each other to where you feel like they know each other a little bit better in this one. So um, I kind of liked that. And, you know, the scene when he's at the house at the party and he sees the picture of her when she's a kid and she's in Africa and they have that little conversation, that little moment that wasn't in the original. And I kind of liked that moment. I liked that they added that little part in there because it kind of built a little bit more of why you kind of want to root for them, I guess, as like a couple. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, I think that I liked him a little bit better in this movie, but he's very much a non-factor kind of in both movies, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, um, yeah, just, it just bugged me that everything is so watered down. Like, even the the scene when you know they have the the second party at Regina's or at uh, Katie's house, in the original Regina goes to that party. She shows up to that party, pissed off, like trying to get revenge. She's the one that finds Aaron and Katie in that room together talking. That was done way better. Like in this one, Regina's not even at the party, and I like the way that she finds out better about those those calteen bars in the original where her boyfriend's like our coach makes us eat those to gain weight like what are you doing that just that whole scene was so funny in the original like because the the way they cut it is like she gets so mad that she starts screaming outside of the house all the way basically they cut it to where she's been like screaming the entire time that she's going back to her house and i just thought that was like a funny way to do that scene you know and yeah i mean and just even the the manipulation part of it really is such a huge factor of who Regina is. Like, that's why she's such a mean girl. And like, even with the moments they do it here, like the, at the Halloween party, you know, when she's just like, Oh yeah, you know, I think you'd be a good couple with him. I'll talk to you or whatever. And this one, it was just kind of like, she tried for like a one second to make him think she was weird. And then she just changed her whole tactic to be like, oh, I just miss you. And it's just very hard for me to see you with somebody else, like which is still manipulation. But in the original one, it's much more of like a I'm going to say all these things that she's done to make him think that she's weird and obsessed. And then 
just her whole like, oh, you know, like, of course she likes you because you're hot. And then just leaning over to kiss him, like just being the one to initiate that and just really just doing it in front of her just to be mean. I just feel like you don't get the concept of how manipulative and mean that is in this one as you do in the first one. Because in this one, you feel like they're trying to play it more like she is actually still emotionally attached to this guy. And they do the whole song. It feels like that whole song starts because she's trying to be like, you know, we'll get hurt or whatever. Like that's, that doesn't play as well in this because you know that she actually doesn't really even care that much about him, you know? And so I just don't like that change that they did because again, it it takes away her meanness factor more. And that was the whole catalyst that starts Katie being like, I hate Regina and I want to get revenge on her. And the way they did it in here wouldn't really like warrant that much revenge, (laughs) if you ask me. So I don't know. It just, yeah. And then like just the whole, yeah, the whole thing where Janice is um, in the original showing like, okay, here's the steps we're going to do to bring her down and bring her down out of her status of being the most popular girl. Like the whole thing that they orchestrate in that to be like, we get rid of her friends, we get rid of her hot body, we get rid of her boyfriend. That's how we're going to do it. And you see all the like sneaky little things that they're doing to do that. And that's so funny to watch. You know what I mean? And like just seeing how that plays out. And in this one, you don't get any of that. Like you just kind of get, oh, we did a couple of things, but then that was it. Like all they essentially did was supposedly make her gain weight which she didn't really even look that much different and gave her acne (laughs) that was the only things that you know but it just it did yeah they just watered down all of the actual mean parts of the movie and that's really unfortunate (laughs) because like as mean as it is it's like that's how you see the transition of these characters like you because even even the buildup to Regina and Katie meeting each other and being friends, you feel like there's like a whole thing of, you know, her being so nice. And so just like, Oh, you're so great. Like you should hang out with us more. Like just really played it up. And in this one, it was just like, Oh, you're cool. All right. Go shopping with us after school. And that was it. Like it just, everything was just so like very like base level of anything. And, and I also was thinking about the moment in the first one, Jason might remember where they see uh, Gretchen's ex-boyfriend with some new girl. And then she calls her mom and makes her think that she's pregnant or something just to get her in trouble because she's like, don't mess with my friend like that. And then she just, that's the type of stuff that you want to see Regina doing. That's the mean girl stuff. And in this, you didn't get that. So they just don't yeah. establish how mean she actually is in this movie. And yeah, she just had no strategy to anything. And she yeah. would just blurt out rude stuff, like stuff that we're used to the Regina, the other Regina not saying until it was advantageous or she was behind a girl's back or something like that. Yeah. This one would just blurt out and say, you're an idiot yeah. or you're stupid or or right. like those 11 guys or, you know, like she was too, she was too upfront with She it. was too straightforward. Like she wasn't yeah. passive aggressive. She wasn't sneaking yes. around, being manipulative. That's what she, she was, needed to be. Yeah. 
her confidence level in this while great is also what made her like not the sneaky Regina you want. Cause yeah, she was too not afraid she was to say anything. Overconfident. The confidence was just too through the roof. The yeah. other one was confident because she knew she could control you. Yeah. This one was just like, didn't feel was threatened just straight by up, anything. Like, I'm the almost. baddest. Yeah. So I'm just not threatened by nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so it was just, it was just a very different vibe, but it, and again, Renee Rapp was great. And this Regina, you know, it's a good Regina. It's just a very different Regina that I would have liked to see. If you get to see the buildup of her progression as a mean girl more, it would have made more sense. And then seeing Katie in this one, like, yeah, I mean, just slowly in the first one, you see her starting to dress differently, slowly, you know, and then just starting to be like, I realize how much more I'm talking about Regina to the other friends I have and just all of these things and like using her language that she uses, just you see her just slowly becoming a mean girl. And in this, you're just like, she, she really, I think, I think Sterling said it best that like, unfortunately this character or this actress just didn't bring any energy to Katie. Like there was no energy to her. There was no, like, there was nothing. She was just the most plain character that you could have, you know, and she's supposed to be the lead of the movie. <laughs> so it just feels weird that she's so like no energy level to her at all. And I don't know if that was just a choice of the movie or how they wanted to play her character, but yeah, just because you don't see a change. Like if it was her being that at the beginning and then later you see her being Regina level, like confident and rude and whatever, that would have made more sense, but you just get the same version. You just get, you know, still quiet and somewhat more just firm in how she says things, Katie, at the end of this, <laughs> like that's, that's really kind of all you got. So I don't know. It just, it didn't, it didn't play as well. And then the fact that obviously they cut a bunch of songs from the, the Broadway musical, I feel like if they hadn't cut those songs, it probably, the movie would have, played better um but you know i guess time run you got to do something to cut but yeah it just it was just the the lesser version of the movie because yeah even the jokes they did while i do appreciate the updated jokes and the fact that they got rid of the problematic ones i just feel like the jokes that they do still have in this really are very just they're not as funny as you want them to be i think they're they're amusing, but they're not just like, oh, this movie's hilarious, you know, so it just doesn't play quite the same. Yeah. And with that point about the comedy, I think also um, because of the way the this was formatted, a lot of Tina Fey's comedy style is missing, too, like how like like at the beginning of the original film when she's talking about the boy that she liked in Africa and we cut immediately and we're with these two little kids and she, you know, she walks up to the kid and he like says something and runs away from her. You know, it's just a funny little scene and she goes, that didn't quite work out. And then it goes back to, you know, that's Tina Fey, like that's that 30 rock Tina Fey, like, 
comedy style where she'll like, yeah, like she'll say something and then she'll say, well, that, you know, like that one time this happened and then you'll see a quick cut and we'll get to see something funny. And then we're back to the movie. All of that stuff was gone. You know, all of those little comedy bits was gone. And then some of just the incredible lines that she wrote for some of them, like I loved that line in the original where Lindsay Lohan's kind of reflecting on what she's becoming. And she says, well, um, everybody thinks, um, man, I, I, I hope I'm not butchering it, but cause it was a great line, but it was when she was having one of those inner monologues and she was like, you know, everybody says that I'm acting like a bitch and well, I think it's because <laughs> I'm am. acting like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like there were just such great. So she was like, I know I sound like, like a that. bitch, but it's only because I'm being a bitch or something. Yeah, like there it is. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. I sound like a bitch, <laughs> yeah. but it's only because I'm being a bitch. Yeah. And that was great because like that perfectly encapsulated what was happening to her, like the transition. Yeah. And you could see all these little tit crumbs that was throwing you to show you like what she was becoming. And yeah. like. We just didn't get all of those little fun things and like all those, a lot of those quotable lines and stuff like that from Tina Fey's original script just couldn't be in here for what this was. Yeah. And, and like the inner monologue that we get is really like, I think important to that movie too. Cause even the stuff where she's like, I could hear people getting bored with me, but I just couldn't stop talking about Regina and like stuff like that, where you just, you hear her thoughts of what she's doing and how she's sort of trying to justify who she's becoming. And it just plays better when you get that internal monologue that you keep hearing, which technically in this was more in song form. Like that's what the songs were, I think supposed to be for the most part, but it just didn't play as well. Cause you're not getting the internal like things that she's thinking and all of that. And, and also with that too, Tina Fey, I, I mean, I love Tina Fey. I think she's hilarious. She was the exact same character in this, but less funny. And that's yeah. kind of sad because she had the same lines of dialogue. So why did she do it so much more different and not as like funny? I don't know. Same thing with Tim Meadows. Like, and you know, I won't, I won't trash Tim Meadows too much because, you know, Sterling loves him. But, and I did too. I think Tim Meadows is great. I love Tim Meadows. But there were some lines that he had in the first one that kind of got cut out. Like when he has the baseball bat and he's like going around and he's like, I did not leave the South side for this. And he like comes out with the baseball bat. That was so funny. And they completely took it out of the movie. And I'm like, oh no, that was such a funny part of the movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like bummed because Tim Meadows is great, you know, but again, they cut out his like funnier lines of dialogue that he had. You reminded me of the other thing I was going to bring up. This movie is a very shitty representation of what it is like to live in the greater Chicagoland area. Why is that? There is not an ounce of snow or like bitterly cold weather at all in this movie and you know it goes yeah. through it because they do christmas shit yeah that's true and that's a not, good point there's not a single snowflake yeah there's not even cold weather it looks like the day <laughs> i went all. to go see this movie it was negative 30 with wind chill yeah yeah 
And this they, is in they, like, I think Evanston, Illinois or something like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's Chicago. Man. I think they're saying it's super north side. So yeah, Evanston, maybe the Skokie Niles area if they're going a little further north. I think they actually, the original was filmed in Evanston High School. I'm pretty sure. I don't know about this one though, but yeah. But yeah, they're not, you're right. They're acting like it's summer year round up here. It's a Honestly, little chilly. Yeah. I would have thought this was a California school if I didn't know better. You would think this took place in California. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's right up there with swim fan or not swim fan, night swim. Oh. With, swim fan. with not knowing it's where, where the fuck it's located. Because hmm. I'm still 99% sure night swim was like, oh, yeah, in the Twin Cities. And they got an in-ground pool that they're doing swim parties in in school year. And it's never that warm in Minnesota in fall. Yeah. Never. No. Not never. <laughs> and then in That's this one, point. it's like I said, year round. Everybody just at most has a light jacket on. They're acting like it's me out there. that I Because I don't own a coat. I own hoodies. So even neg 30, I'm wearing a fucking hoodie. But it's also because I get so hot when I go indoors. And when it's neg 30 out, it's not like, I don't know, I'm spending yeah. that long of time out there fucking getting indoors. I get so hot so fast. I, you know, I do it to shed. So it's like hoodie. You know what I mean? That's where I'm maxing out, you know, mm. with my layers so I can quick shed and be okay. But that's how they're acting like in this movie, that everybody does that. It's absurd. Like if they did not, if they weren't like saying things like, oh, in Chicago or like when the mom's like, oh, I'm going to go teach at Northwestern. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it would have been, you know, the Bay Area max. Like mm-hmm. that's where it would have been, you know. I mean, oh, also you reminded me of something else I was going to say. Um, Katie's mom, almost a non-factor in this movie, too. Like I, I at least expected there to be the mom encouragement talk, you know, at the one point when she's sad and wants to go back to being homeschooled and we, we got none of that. She was just like, it's going to be all right. You know, like <laughs> essentially that was the equivalent to what she told her. They're there. It's fine. And that was it. And, you know, and I'm not saying that the the parents in the original, it's not like they were huge characters either. But she at least had like a moment, you know, with her dad where she's kind of like bonding with him, having a heart to heart about like, you know, how different it is and whatever. And we don't get that with her mom in this. And that's kind of a bummer because, you know, it's just like, you know, you get Pam Beasley to be your mom and then she doesn't really do much of anything. I know. And that's what's sad, too. Like her mom was Pam and she didn't (laughs) get to do anything. I was like, oh, man. And yeah, I guess, you know, like you said, they thought better of the father because they were like, oh, we want the single mom thing. Um, But I didn't see the significant, like you said, she should have gotten that scene then with the heart to heart. And they just kind of really didn't do that. She was just like, will you lay next to me till I go to bed? And she was like, oh, sure. And, you know. They they had a, a little a yeah. bit of a moment there, but nothing. But she never said anything motivational to her or anything yeah. like that. And I liked also in the original how the mom had African artifacts and still kind mm-hmm. of was, you know, and still kind of cherished connected her to, time over yeah. there and was connected to it and said, hey, you know, 
this is the 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 time of the winner this and you know what where's that vase you know that vase is important because it's oh, this yeah. time for the traditional mm-hmm. african you know i like how that other mom still had some appreciation for her time in africa and stuff and that yeah. that side of her came out even though they had moved you know it felt like people who had moved but you know here it just didn't quite feel like that and yeah. sterling and sterling you bringing up the christmas reminded me of something else i didn't like how the christmas performance went in this versus yeah. the other movie what was that like i loved how in that first movie, they knocked over the radio and the music stopped. And then uh, Lindsay Lohan, that Katie, just started singing it with no, yeah. you know, singing it with no music and kind of saved that whole performance. And that's how Katie yeah. won points. Everybody was like, man, she, you know, she took she's back. She's resourceful. Com- she helps. Yeah, she's yeah. resourceful. She helps. She took back over that song and kind of killed it. I saved didn't like from how embarrassment. It, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like how in this one, like they tumbled on each other because she, because Regina weighed too much. And it was kind of weird how I, I liked how everybody was videoing it and TikToking it and saying, man, Regina fell in her ass. Ha ha. That was funny. Yes, that would totally happen. But then they were like, but Katie was kind of killing it though. And I was like, when? Like we didn't get to see any of that. We yeah, didn't get she to was see doing like, like just like little like shoops in the background while everybody's all in the yeah. ground. Like, really? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, they wouldn't have respected her for that. It just totally did not. They tried to make it have the same effect as the first film, but it totally wouldn't have come off that way. Nobody yeah. would have remembered her awkwardly shimmying in mm-hmm. the background, you know. And and see, that also doesn't play into the whole mean girl thing with Regina, because in this one, it, Gretchen's just kind of being like, hey, just be careful because you weigh more than you did. And so we don't want to, you know, fall and we don't want you to get hurt. And then it's just like, oh, it's fine. You're just annoying me by telling me not to be on top or be whatever it was. And in the original, it was just like, um, I don't like where you're standing. I want you to stand somewhere else. Uh, you're going to do what I say because you're annoying me. Like, that's way more of a mean girl thing to do. Like, why did we take that out? Why did we change that? It just didn't make sense. But Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Fuck you, mean girls. You guys said it. (laughs) Oh, boy. You heard it here first. Justin and Heather said, fuck mean girls, the movie. Both of them. They don't want to watch either one of them ever again. They're terrible garbage. (laughs) Are we going to add that? You know, like pro slut, pro Sydney, pro naked, fuck mean girls. Anti-mean girls. Yeah. (laughs) Anti-mean girls. (laughs) No, I want want to quote what you said, though, Heather. You said said fuck mean girls, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what you said. Sounds like something I'd say for sure. I mean, you said fuck Night Swim last week. Oh no, did you guys make me say that in your what I said? Asked I read what you wrote. Sterling mm. said he read it word for I, word. I read it word for word, verbatim what you wrote. Oh boy. And if you said <laughs> fuck night swim, that's what you typed. Hmm. Right. Yep. See what people don't realize is Heather likes to act like she doesn't say fuck, 
When she texts, every other word is fuck. She's, I essentially text the way that Sterling just speaks on a normal basis. But when I text, pristine language. <laughs> Not a fuck Somehow, to be said. Yeah. <laughs> G-rated, just general audiences. <laughs> I'm like, jolly, golly gee, Heather. You might want to take a chill pill with that kind of language. <laughs> and you're all, fuck you, Sterling. Just like fuck mean girls and fuck night swim. It's very weird and off-putting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she gets on the podcast and she's like, oh, I would never say the F word. <laughs> I don't even like saying that. Don't let her deceive you. Mm-hmm. Don't let her pull a Katie. Try to manipulate her way into your hearts. Making you think that she doesn't do that. Oh, she mm. does. Oh, she does. Yep. This is this is my truth to you all now. Via been... Sterling. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. See, see, what a mean girl thing to do. You're like, oh, this is my truth. And you're like, uh, uh, fuck that. It's what Sterling says. See, it's not me. <laughs> Blame Sterling. So rude. So mean. I'm just trying to sit here and, you know, give our fans some behind the scenes, you know, tidbits of info. And Heather with the attacks, they should have had you be the mean girl, like coordinator for this movie. You could have punched up the meanness. <laughs> I'm a regular Regina, basically. Regina wishes she was a Heather. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. You guys got any more thoughts about this movie? No, I'm good. Nah. On uh, that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Uh, Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook. Cinema underscore Slayers on Instagram and Threads. You're at Cinema Slayers Pod on TikTok and YouTube. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. Really appreciate it. Really help us out. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. Most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love. Uh, mean girls? Sure. I guess that works. Yeah. You could have said Janice and Damien. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Janice and Damien, 100%. I change it to that. Remember here at the Simmons Podcast, we are pro-slut, pro-Sydney, and pro-naked. You, yes, you, Cinefans, are enough. Justice for Chris. That's also enough. And as you know, you heard Justin Heather say earlier, fuck Mean Girls. Both. I have to make sure I clarify that because Justin was very clear. It's both of them. Heather was a also, little bit ambiguous, <laughs> but Justin was like, no, no, be clear. Both movies. Mm. I forgot to say shout out to Lindsay Lohan's cameo in this. I did actually kind of like that. Yeah, that was tight. Sure. It was a thing. I mean. Just go back and watch it again, Starling. You'll be like, man, this is good. Dog. Watch which one again? The original. Man, fuck that movie. 
Go watch that old phone. I'm gonna go, go watch, watch that, that shit. Hey, get on that old phone, man. Why? Just get on that old four. Why? You're gonna be like, huh? You gotta ask yourself, what would Bokeem do? You know what I mean? What would Bokeem do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not watch Mean Girls 2004. WWBD. WWBD. Not watch Mean Girls? I'm doing what B would D. Bokeem looks like he loves Mean Girls. I'm sure he has a great appreciation. Bokeem looks grip. like he watched that movie 15 years ago and doesn't give a fuck it exists. <laughs> I am channeling Bokeem so fucking hard with it. With everything Bokeem's been in, he might just have randomly had a cameo in that movie and we just don't know. He's in yeah, everything. I know. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't in this. He's got standards. I don't know if that's true, but I'll stick with it. I like Bokeem more than I like Mean Girls, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. National treasure, that one. Yeah. And Bokeem will buy. I don't remember where the fuck I'm at in this outro. Holy fuck, you guys fucked me on that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, shout out to Plug Me Go Mundo, a show for our theme song is Logos, respectively. And as I always in these TikToks, these YouTube videos, and this podcast, remember, according to Justin. Moon Knight is the best picture winner. I feel like you tangented a lot in this one. <laughs> Somebody else listened to me. It did feel Nobody like knew it was anything but you. I didn't. Alright. Are you ready? See? Heather with the mean girl Cinema eye roll. Holy fuck. If you're if you're watching this on uh, listening to this in pockets, just go skip to the end of the YouTube to watch the just the eye roll to end all eye rolls from fucking Heather. <laughs> that was supposed oh. to be more of like a hmm. Is that true? No, you yeah. went. You went. <laughs> no, you gave yourself fucking whiplash. Your head went back so fast. <laughs> Like legitimately, I'm worried if you need a Regina George style neck brace. <laughs> that kind of fucking movement. Did you get hit by like a spiritual bus? Like a ghost bus? Is your neck okay? <laughs> oh boy. Fuck, man. That was vicious. I'm kind of afraid you're going to have like a spinal column concussion with how much you whipped on that one. Oh boy. You're doing a, your like best Willow Smith impression with your like whipping it back and forth. <laughs> See what I deal with Cine fans with these mean girls in this high school that is, is this podcast. I'm just sitting here lowly old Janet. Or Janice, just, you know, trying to do my best to live a good life. And the mean girls won't let me. They just attack me for no reason. I mean, I tried to get in the podcast spirit. I'm all sitting here rocking the pink. 
Only one. And they still attack me for it. They attack me for being in, 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 in a, you know, a potty mood, if you will, with the podcast. And they just want to sit there in their doldrums in the darkness and attack me. What are we going to do with you? With moi? See, what do you mean? See, that's a threat. They're threatening to murder me now. That was a question. Yeah. I asked a question. In a threatening manner. What are we going to do with you? Like, what are we going to do with your body, Sterling, when we murder you? (laughs) It was a metaphoric do, not a literal do. It's a metaphoric literal do is what it is. All right, I'm out.